Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome to Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, presented by Alpha's Appliance Solutions, which right now they've got the Autumn Kitchen Suite Savings Event now till November 1st. Instant savings on qualifying Maytag and Whirlpool Appliances. You buy two, save 200. You buy three, save 300. As always, finishers, I am your host, Adam Lund, and I'm joined by the newest uh, writer for Rocket Sports. Via the hockey news, as well as Irish Town's Thanksgiving Master Chef, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. How are you, buddy? Well, that's a little extreme. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing well. Hey, what if they buy four appliances? Do you save four hundred dollars? You know what? You call them at five zero six eight five eight fifty one eleven, and you find out, or visit mm. them at twenty five Halifax Street in Moncton. There you go. Great way to get the uh, address in there. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for that. How was Thanksgiving? It was a great success, as as Borat would say. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, it was, yeah, great. Uh, a little twenty pound turkey took uh, five hours in the oven, and uh, other than that, we did a pretty good gravy. Yeah, we started with the uh, the roux, with the butter and the flour, and the drippings, and uh, it was a nice, nice thick gravy. Had some stuffing, mashed potatoes, carrots. Did you eat it all? Um. And I ask that because, as people on YouTube can see, I'm not eating any of it. So, yeah, did yeah. you eat it all? So, I uh, I was like a hungry clock. <laughs> I went back four seconds um, and thirds and fourths. Fourth, yeah. But that was only the dessert. Right. So, I had one plate of the main stuff. And then once the dessert came around, it was two, three, four. It was, uh, yeah. Just the pumpkin pie for dessert? Pumpkin pie, uh, apple apple cake. Apple not, cake, not, yeah. As Costco called it, not oh, apple okay. pie. Yeah. Uh, ice cream, whipped cream, you name it. Did you happen to go to Superstore, hashtag not a sponsor, and buy the pumpkin spice whipped cream that I showed you to put on said pumpkin pie? I did not. I couldn't find it. What? You, you go to all these <laughs> grocery stores and you, you take these pictures and you send them to me. I find the stuff that, that I don't I, eat. I've never, anytime I go to Sobeys or Superstore, yeah. I, I cannot find them. you got this pumpkin pie whipped cream. You've sent me pictures of... of uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, buffalo, buffalo, barbecue sauces. Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, garlic Parmesan sauce. Cannot, yeah. in the life of me, find that anywheres. Mr. Puff's... Uh, hazelnut hazelnut spread. spread, which Pat I, sent that to Pat, too. He's pretty pumped about it. I don't know where you find this stuff. Well, next time we go shopping, we'll yeah, bring it. Yeah, you need to tell me when you go grocery shopping. <laughs> yeah. I need to... It's amazing how many how much stuff I bring and or every, how much stuff I find that I don't eat. I don't every eat week spice. you're sending me a picture of something at the grocery store. Yeah. And then I'll purposely go to the the grocery store the next day to look for it and I can't find it. <laughs> Looking out for you. At least Man. I'm finding it. Um so yeah, we're speaking of food. Uh you, you know, Master Chef is one of Gordon Ramsay's wonderful shows. There's mm-hmm, mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. seven that he's got on. He's got two of them on right now. Uh, Kitchen Nightmares, which that one, I enjoy that show the most, but also could you imagine watching that show and you realize that that was a restaurant you went to like last, like it comes on, on Wednesday and you went there on the weekend before and you're just like, oh God, are you telling me I ate in that place? But, um, yeah, Hell's Kitchen has started. Mm -hmm. Um, Tad is gone, a professional Quidditch player. That's right. Yeah. That's which I had to Google because I didn't think that was a thing. Never heard of it before in my life. Um, who do you got? Uh, so I got I got a four. I got two, two guys and two girls right now that I think will be final four. That's a quarter of the group. Well, am I supposed to pick a winner here? Well, you pick a pick the finals. All right. So my two guys that I like are 
so Ryan, the Irish guy from Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jonathan, he's the skinny guy with the with the beard. That's yeah. And uh, on the on the lady side, is it Sammy? Yep. Sammy from uh, L.A., I think it is. And uh, what's the other one I like? Um, yeah, Sammy's one of them. And no, it's it must be this one. No, it's no. What's her name? It's not Carmen. Uh, Mel- <sighs> Melissa. Melissa. Yeah. Does Melissa. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Melissa. Yeah. So those are my four. Um, usually, what I, I, it's weird how they've done this. The final two is either two, two, two women or two men. Yeah. yeah um, it's never been like it's, three it, and one. It's, it's never either. It's never one or the other. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. Uh, but I think this year they're probably going to do one man and one woman as a final two. Uh, and if I were to take a guess, I would say Ryan against Sammy. All right. I thought we'd have the same answer. I'm going with Sammy and uh, Jonathan. Okay. Um, which is the easy answer when they both had uh, their dish of choice was fives. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty easy one. But you know who's not going to be there for very long? Jonathan. <laughs> The guy that's got a list of like he's worked with executive chefs. Oh, that's with yeah, with like Gordon Ramsay's best friends and bosses and stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, what are you doing here? Like, how have you not advanced to the point where you own a restaurant yeah. when you've worked in these high class? Um, you can't even poach a lobster tail correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was kind of part of me, and then can't take criticism like mm. at all. Like, ugh. yeah, uh, I don't think he'll be he'll be there for long. Um. YQM, yeah. This Friday, uh, big announcement. Which, um, I mean, the Avenir Center came out with one today, Jordan yeah, Davis, Jordan and Davis, I'm like, yeah, with Mitchell Tenpenny and who? Ashley Cook. Who I I, I so saving Jordan, me money one event at a time. Yeah. So Jordan Davis was at YQM last August, not two months ago, but the previous 2022. Yeah, yeah. I think it was was I think it must have been that one. But yeah, now he's going on a world tour. Uh, yeah, so this Friday, YQM is calling it a headliner announcement. I don't know if that means one all or three, all three or just one or two or, or what. I I would guess probably one, mm-hmm. and then that way they can get that excitement. Start and getting the Another tickets. one, and then... So who is it? Who is it? Who Put your put your wizardry hat on. Who is it? Tell me. Tell me uh, who it is. It's just you <laughs> and me. Don't worry about it. It's just you and me. So there's... Uh, I'll, take, I'll make three guesses on headliners, because okay. that's... Basically, the three headlines. Three, three days. Yeah. Uh, I'll say uh, I'll say Luke Combs for one. Uh, I'll say Jason Aldean for two, and I'll say Bailey Zimmerman for the third one. Those are three completely different answers than what's all over your Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't believe it'll be Nickelback? I don't think it's gonna be Nickelback. I'm, I'm more, I'm just more or less teasing by by saying that. I mean, they I'll played be, Boots and Hearts, which is kind of they the played same Boots as and Hearts. They they're, played other country festivals. They're doing Stagecoach in April. Yeah, uh, and because isn't Boots and Hearts just like uh, YQM? It's the same type of festival, or is it more? Yeah, it's yeah. straight up country. But um, I, I would be happy with Nickelback. Yeah, because I can hear him from my back deck. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, there was. Um, there's still an opportunity for them to be there, right. but I, I think um, I think it's 
So last year they were debating on whether for it to be a full country show or not. Yeah. Um, there were rumors that when deciding on, they wanted to add a third show, and it was going to either between Morgan Wallen, who eventually was the last headliner, yeah. or Justin Bieber. So they were... You can't get any further apart. They were debating on either Morgan Wallen or Justin Bieber because they wanted to kind of branch out to a different uh, demographic, different jar. And anyways, they decided on Morgan Wallen. So that leads me to believe that maybe they are still... Sticking to the country. Yeah. Thinking about going maybe one night of of rock and then two nights of country or, or whatever. And maybe they do bring in Nickelback. I want someone to bring in a certain type of rock festival, not and not even there, like you know, the Beauty M Stadium. It's a perfect yeah, stadium for an outdoor show. Like it's been proven that the country festival can work. Now let's get into a, a rock festival. Anything yeah. that goes to Maine at the waterfront should easily be coming up here. They should be paying the money, and mm-hmm. you know, every time they have a concert announcement, someone's like, "This band or this band or this band." Well. When your rock station doesn't play current rock, you're not going to get current rock because they're going to go where their demographic is. Yeah. And that's why country shows are here all the time because our good friends, Scotty and Tony, play a ton of new country. That's and, right. you know, that's why Guns N' Roses was here because our current rock station plays Guns N' Roses. Roses. Yay! So it's, it, you know, if you want Avenged Sevenfold and Seven Dust and, you know, Nickelback, well, they've been here, but current hard rock bands that I can't think of off the top of my head. Let it be known that you want the radio station to play them so they get traction, and uh, and they get in there. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Tim McGraw's name in there yeah. because we talked about it on the way to Cape Breton. Um, that's just one because I mean I think Luke Combs is coming here. He's been to PEI. He'll probably yeah. come here. Yeah. Um, and then Garth Brooks. <laughs> Actually, I, I hope it's Garth Brooks at the Hill eventually because um, he's an he's an unbelievable show and uh, we deserve that. So. As always, don't forget to follow us on the social medias for Jeremy's update on Friday to find out if he's pleasantly happy with that. Uh, Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, TikTok, Wildcast Podcast, and of course, like and subscribe here on the YouTube, and don't forget to click the little bell so you are notified and don't miss a post-game show. <sighs> Quick question. Mm-hmm. The NHL season starts tonight. Uh, before we get into some of our picks, um, how do you feel about the Flames? How do you feel about the new direction and... Uh, yeah, I've been always been a huge fan of Ryan Huska. Yeah. I think he's a great, uh, great coach, great guy to lead that team. Uh, everybody knows I was kind of hoping for Mitch Love, um, to get that job, but, uh, but didn't turn out, but Huska is just, uh, just as good. Great with young guys. Uh, obviously the Pelche injury is unfortunate. Probably won't be back until, you know, the new year. Uh, really hoping to go see them when we go back there for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, that's, so he's probably a few months away. Uh, other than that, I think um, they'll be a playoff team. Yeah, I think so. I think they'll get one of the wild card spots, uh, and I think they'll win. I think they'll win a round. That's uh, that's my prediction. I think they'll win a round. Uh, and in terms of, I don't know. Do you want my Stanley Cup prediction? Do we'll get to that in, in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but no, I, I think they'll. I think they'll have a, a decent year. I think they're kind of a. Obviously, a lot better year than they did last year because uh, they can finally get a coach that actually is a player's coach yeah. and uh, knows uh, knows how to get uh, get wins and make your team work for it and make sure they're always they're always working hard. And 
yeah, so I, I do, I do think they're a playoff team. Uh, I don't think they'll do any significant damage in the playoffs. But I think we'll, uh, I think we're, I think we're, I think we'll do good. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I mean, depending what Markstrom does, he's, you know, he's had an up. His first year was a great year. His second one was kind of a down year. And, uh, but. The team just to the north of them. I mean, it's it's Stanley Cup or bust for mm-hmm. for the Oilers. Um, Connor Brown, I think, is a is a nice addition, and it all depends on on uh, Jack Campbell if yep. he comes back and can get into form. And it's not all on on Stewart. Um, then I mean, they should continue to continue to ascend and hopefully Skinner. Skinner. Uh, but you can tell that uh, Oilers hockey is back when Lavois is in the uh, waivers and everybody in Edmonton is freaking out. I was um, hoping the Flames would pick him up. <laughs> Me too. Um, just to watch that. Uh, just to watch that burn. What are you drinking, by the way? What, what do we have today? Well, I think the best part was what was on the lid. <laughs> foam. Yeah, salted caramel cream foam. Oh yeah. So it's a salted caramel of something, but you couldn't quite get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, rookie of the year. Um, I assume that, uh, Connor Bedard is going to make the Blackhawks. Um, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> it's good. Is it mm, best part of it? You good? Yeah. All right. Um, I believe drop. Connor Bedard should make the Blackhawks. He's got a pretty good, uh, pretty good leg up in, into oh. that. But yeah, exactly. Um, love the player, hate the team. Mm. He's the number one to win the Calder. Um, so I'll give my Calder pick first and it is not Connor Bedard. Um, it's Justin Dumay. Jordan Dumay, sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> Justin Dumay. <laughs> Justin Dumay's in Um I I think he's going to suffer the same fate as Connor McDavid. Really? And okay. I, yeah, I think he's going to not any malicious intent like with McDavid. It was just a freak accident where he went into the boards and, and broke his collarbone. But I think he's going to be injured at some point and or just be on the, such a down streak. And he's going to miss out on, on the rookie of the year. Uh, so I will take I'll take Adam Fantanelli uh, of the Blue Jackets. Uh, just I think because it was the same with uh, McDavid and I think it was Panarin. Um mm-hmm. Connor will come back. He'll probably hit score goals, but it's just Fantelli and the Blue Jackets. They don't have much there. Um, I think it'll be him. If I have to go outside the top names, the surprise edition, it doesn't happen that often. I can't remember the last time it happened, but Devin Levi for Buffalo. Yeah. Um, I think I don't remember the last time there was a goalie that won the Calder, but uh, I, I my outside name would be Devin Levi. That's a good pick. It's is he even going to start? He's not starter in Buffalo. I don't think but, so. But uh, I think he'll get a a boatload of of the start enough enough to put him into consideration. Yeah, for me, it's now uh, no pressure because you went with Matty Beneers last year. I did go with Matty Beneers last year. All right, so, so no pressure. For the sake of of transparency here, for me, it's Connor Bernard will win the Calder, but. If it's not him, my second my second place vote will go to Logan Cooley of the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, here here's a guy that was we had the honor and privilege of watching at the World Juniors here in Moncton, and he's dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unfortunate he's in Arizona, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think he's he's going to be an absolute star in this league, and I. 
I think the call there is between him and, and Bedard. So it, it it's my pick will be Bedard, but at the same time in a situation like you said, yeah, where if there is an injury, or it's like last year with Jordan Dumais, he was going to be the CHL player, or Bedard was going to be. So who else is going to be? Like, yeah, what's another name? So. Yeah, and that's it. So if it's not Bedard for me, it's Logan Cooley. Uh, last time a goaltender won it was Steve Mason with the Blue Jackets oh, in 2008-2009. Good Lord. That's a... And then before him was 2000 with uh, Evgeny Nabokov. 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 Those are the last two goalies to uh, <laughs> to win. Uh, Stanley Cup prediction? What's your, what's your finals? Oh, this is the tough one, eh? Yeah. The finals? Well, the finals and a winner, I guess. I'm going to go... With the Carolina Hurricanes and the L.A. Kings. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think they. I I personally think they got worse with the addition of Dubois, uh, but I don't mind that. And who wins out of that one? Give me Carolina. All right. Yeah, that place uh, will be uh, the Storm Surge and yeah, the Stanley yeah, Cup yeah. Finals. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. This is our year. This is our year. Uh, It's it's, like I said, it's Stanley Cup or bust. Um, So I'm taking the Oilers. And I'm going to take the New Jersey Devils. I was going with the Devils too. I had the Devils. Their goaltending is is what worries me. But, I mean, it it, it just takes one hot goaltender in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so I've got the Devils. I've got the Oilers. And I, I think. Connor's gonna raise the cup. Dry Saddle win the Colts or the Smythe. McDavid will win the hoist the cup. I'll be on. Uh, I'm not gonna say it. Very inappropriate <laughs> for me to say that, so I'm yeah. not gonna say it. <laughs> Perfect. I but I'll be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be. Yeah. You'll, you will be. Yeah. Uh, do you want to? Uh, you want to make an outdoor game bet, or you want to wait till closer to the see how the like a jersey bet for the outdoor well, game? When is that? The end of the month. Or do you want to wait till the show before and see how the two teams are playing? Yeah, I need to see. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's fair. Because, I mean, that one's, yeah, like a Sunday afternoon um, game. All right, let's get some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. So stage one of the QMJHL Cup is over, the Atlantic portion. Uh, team Nova Scotia defeats Team New Brunswick. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> um. I had some of the names on there that uh, had a bit of a chip, I think his name was. Oh, Aaron Aaron Chip. Aaron Chip, yeah. Four games, eight points. Um, yeah. He was named to team of the tournament. Uh, Isaiah Rogerson from New Brunswick, four games, three points. Aiden O'Dell from Nova Scotia, four games, three points. Defenseman Jacob Gucci, uh, four games, one point. And Jackson Batchilder from Princeton, Rhode Island, four games, two points. That's a, that's a dub name right there. Jackson, Jackson Batchelder? Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and uh, goalie of the tournament, Andrew Ackerman, 1-1 uh, and one with uh, 2.26 goals against average. There's no mm. team of the week in the queue, obviously, because there was games on Monday for Thanksgiving, so that will come out yesterday. Um, so I think Loshing might get on that, but uh, Loshing might get on that. Tommy Cormier might get on that. Um, this is going to look real good if they actually do get on that the day after when we – when we post that, but uh, we'll have to see. But yeah, Aaron Chip. I mean, he, I was kind of looking at some of the stats. He's looks like he had a pretty good, uh, pretty good tournament there. Yeah, he's uh, he's quite uh, quite a good player. And there's uh, there's also a player 
In Quebec, off to a good start. Romain Italien. Ooh. Oh, let us talk about him. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, Romain. That, that was well done, sir. <laughs> yeah, well done. Uh, I think he's, I haven't really, I think he had 16 points in nine games last time I checked. Oh, wow. Um, I think he's the brother of Elliot Letellien. I think he's on Blainville. Uh, and yeah, big, big, big kid. Six, like six, 270 pounds at like 15 years old. So he's, uh, he's an early, uh, early name yep, for next, uh, next year's draft right here. In Moncton, New, New Brunswick. Brunswick. Uh, Gabe Smith, brother, was at the tournament, too. Gavin. Yeah, Gavin. Yeah. I didn't watch any of it, but... He had a couple points, I yeah, think. Three yeah, three points, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, another, another one to look at. Yes, absolutely, for the draft here in Moncton, New Brunswick. Um, coach's name for the 2023 Under-17 Championship. Uh, coach of Team Red will be uh, Carl Malat of Victoriaville, who's named head coach of team red and assisting him will be Eric Bouchard of Schwinnigan. So there's coaches from other leagues, but mm. those are the two Q names. And again, that tournament is in Charlottetown and Summerside, November 2nd to 11. And the scholastic player of the month for September for the Wildcats was Natan Grenier. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Smart on and off the ice. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Speaking of news. Oh, you have more. Go with it. <clears throat> Maxime Barbashev uh, was released from his amateur tryout with the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, he will report to the Schwinnigan Cataracts. Nice. So they get him back. Yeah. Which means Schwinnigan will have to dump a European player. And our trade looks... I hope there's more to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he, he reported. But, I mean, you had to... Who are they going to get rid of, I wonder? Not Leo Broyard. No. Uh, who's the other one? And this one I'm just going to look at. Leo. Not Sweet Leo. Not Sweet Leo. Uh, Leo, Leo, Leo. You got to figure out which one of them you're going to keep. But your internet so slow. It's because with Bell. Uh, it's because I got 75 things open. Yeah. Uh, not Leo. Where's, not, where's the other guy? Jordan Forget. No. From Swiss? No, he's not from Switzerland. He's one of the... You're oh, a Klima. Klima. Oh, shoot. What the hell are they going to do? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Well, Barb's is a Euro. he was a round one pick by Schwinnigan Klima, right? Yep. Wow, maybe they will get rid of Leo. And Leo is a... Also a round one. Round one. Holy smokes. Well, well, hmm. well, well. What well, did well. they do there? Because well, he can well, be, well. he can be moved. Can he not? Who? Barbershop? Because he's a twenty. He can be traded any time. Technically, yes. Because I mean, there's a team that's pretty good that only I mean, has has two euros. But if you can get Barbershop and only has two twenties <sighs> in Halifax, mm-hmm. I mean, they got Yannick Ponzetto and David Morvac. So Barbashev is I don't an upgrade think, on Ponzetto. I don't think they get rid of Ponzetto this early. They're they're already comparing him to all the other Swiss players that they brought to Halifax. Okay. So it'll have to be another another team that's because it's something to monitor. Barbashev can be traded because he's a twenty year old. Yep. You don't have to wait till the trade deadline, yep. but you got to find a team 
that wants to take that on wants, two roster spots. Yeah, and that's I, I wasn't sure on that, but that's the team that just as we were talking about, it came to me that Halifax has an open twenty spot. He would, he would nicely too, fit right in there. Yeah, but still, you, you sticks would, it right to us. You wouldn't be able to make that deal right now. So yeah, I mean, it's if if anything, it's going to be a team that has an open twenty year old spot yeah. and an open European spot, which I don't have the time to look for. No, right no, no, now. we didn't. We just brought that on as we started talking. But mm-hmm. you know, Mandu, I think his name is in Schwinnigan. If he wants to get us back, Martin, yeah, going to get Carrier in front of him. He just trades Barbershop to Halifax and. <laughs> uh, you want to talk to a guest? Yes. Let's talk to a guest. All right. Let's get two of you from the other bench. View from the other bench. All right. So we like to have people on teams that are coming in. We missed it uh, last week because we forgot Blaineville was coming in so early in the season. Um, but we brought on a guest. uh that we figured we'd chat with on their season after they've been here. Um, play-by-play voice of the Armada, Cedric Blodin. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm finding you. Not too not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, like I said, uh, we saw the, the Armada in last night. Um, I didn't realize it was four and five for them. I thought it was just a three and three, and, and they, they showed it early. But um, is that one of the yeah. weirder schedule things that you've kind of noticed? It is. It is. I was happy. I was not in the bus uh, (laughs) for this road trip. I was missing it because it's not the same watching the games from home, but uh, uh, it was a really uh, hard schedule, just weird schedule playing in Victoriaville on Sunday the week before and traveling to Rimouski. It's about uh, about six hours or so Mm -hmm. to, to go play in Rimouski on Wednesday sleep in Rimouski uh, on Wednesday night after the game, and I have to drive from Rimouski to Cape Breton. It's 10 hours without the stops. So imagine having to stop for uh, uh, for dinner. I don't know. How lunch, yeah. In lunch, yeah. <laughs> for brunch, yeah. For lunch and as, uh, for uh, at uh, supper. So uh, it's uh, two meals. Maybe I think the team arrive in Sydney around 9.30 uh, Atlantic time on night so they get the day before they they had all the day in the bus to go to sydney play the game on and uh on friday night drive to Halifax after the game arrive and mid uh, midnight there uh, mid uh, around three or four a.m so play on uh in Halifax on saturday drive to Moncton after the game that's not that bad it's 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 okay it's okay drive it's usually with what it is uh, to go in the Maritimes, but uh, it's uh, the part with Rimouski on Wednesday and the day off being in the bus for at least 12 hours. Yeah. It's just, just awful. That's what I understand the part that they don't want. Usually, we go to Rimouski three times a year for just one game. So last year, they paired up two games and we went for one day, one game a bit later in the year, but uh, usually they do so. Um, maybe they should have played Rimouski on when on Tuesday. Maybe yeah. Travel to Sydney or something like that. Do half and half. But usually when when we we start in Sydney, we do the road to Moncton on the first day. We we leave like two days before the game and do the first part to Moncton. Arrive in Sydney the day before the game. So usually you got the, the drive in half. So it was not like that 
and uh, just crazy scheduling, just just awful scheduling. Yeah, he did. Just... He did you no favors, and I'm, I was like looking through your schedule there, and at least the next road trip you're coming back through St. John, Bathurst, and Charlottetown. It's three and three, but you don't have to play a game two nights before. And then yeah, you got a double header with Ramuski in in March. I think it was six games in ten days, <laughs> with with five of the six on the road, five in a row. So playing with Victoriaville on going back home and leaving on Tuesday, just it's just just crazy. <laughs> and the, but just the part, if it was like we start in Moncton uh, after Ramuski, already less bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's, it's just yeah. logical. But we we finished in Cape Breton last year, so it's usually it's a year. Each Quebec team, one year they finish in Cape Breton, and the year after that they start a trip in Cape Breton. Oh, okay. I don't know if you you guys know that, but it's a, a year for each team. So uh, yeah, because the road from Cape Breton is just uh, bad after a three and three, but uh, yeah, it, <laughs> I think uh, just because I think it's just because it's the first time that we have this kind of scheduling, as I remember. Uh, as as far so just just mind-boggling sometimes <laughs> wow they they set that up yeah it's different uh just prior to the start of the regular season uh i guess to me it was a surprise uh blainville signed uh i Emmanuel i charbonneau uh which has yeah. uh caught me off guard um because uh i guess correct me if i'm wrong he was committed to Nebraska, Nebraska Omaha yeah I think it yeah, was exactly. uh how how did that come about what uh what led him uh deciding to report to Blainville I will give you how I write uh I see it from my side just because as far as the last day before training camp in 2020 uh, right after the draft he was committed to, to play in Blainville but the day before the camp decided to, uh, I'm going to play in the BCHL and uh, try the NC. Everyone was caught off guard. My, uh, myself, I was too, because I had him in an interview after the draft. He told me, yeah, I won. I'm happy to go in Blainville and everything. And uh, decided to, to change his path. And um, he had three great years in BCHL. He went for for his camp in the USHL this year. I don't remember the team, but he, he didn't make the, the team there. In the USHL, so he decided just I want to go back home, and uh, he, you didn't see him on Wednesday because he got hurt on uh, I, I said on Wednesday, but on Sunday. But he was he went hurt on uh, in Victoriaville mm-hmm. uh, last Sunday, so he, he missed the last four games. He, he's injured for two or three weeks still, uh, as far as I remember um, now, but. Uh, just a great head. He's a physical right-handed defenseman. Uh, we don't have uh, a lot of right-handed defensemen on the team, and he, he's been great. Scored two goals in the first two games, and uh, just needed this defenseman uh, with the young defensive core. It was a great surprise. Like you said, you were surprised mm-hmm. uh, being out, but I didn't suspect that to be happening this year, and I almost forgot about him. So, um, obviously, with your your the Armada that were here last week or yesterday, sorry, yeah, weekend, um, we got to see the uh, the backup in in Edward Gauthier. Um, yeah, bit of a tough start, but again, the guys in front of him had played a lot of hockey, and 
as the backup goaltender, you get the night off when the rest of the guys don't. But um, it, it appears like it's it's Gravel's team. But just um, how much do you kind of expect Gauthier to play? And is he someone that uh, will kind of make the, the the lineup for the year? Is it all options are on yeah, the table yeah. to find a goaltender? He's, he's now for the year. We don't have uh, goaltenders in the pipeline. As you know, Nicholas Sheehan went to play in uh, Edmonton. Mm-hmm. You moved and broke up a bit there. The young goaltender. There he is. So, um, I think Goldie, he, he did well in Victoriaville. Victoriaville has a good team. They are almost at maturity, and the, he stopped 28 of 29 shots to start the road trip. It was mm-hmm. his first start in the queue against a team that drafted him, the the Victoriaville Tsegre, and the, uh, he did great. But as if I looked at the first period last night, just a few errors, mental errors, yeah. and uh, bad uh, coverage on defense on the four four goals in the first period, just anybody, if it was Gravel in net, it would have been the same for me. Mm-hmm. Just It's a young defensive core. And they did make some mistakes. And uh, always when we come at the Avenue Center, it's always the same story. <laughs> the, the, the Moncton Wildcats just score a lot of goals. And uh, if, we, if we can look at the, the scores, the last few years that we went in Moncton, it's just big, big, big scores. A lot <laughs> of goals each time. So for a goalkeeper, I think it's going to be great. To just He's a 19-year-old and... Uh, just he's a rookie, if I can say, but yeah. uh, I'm, I, he's as a backup. But I hope and I think the Armada, if they trade some big pieces, because the plan is really it. And UGM will be get uh, to it with the 2006, so in three years. Mm-hmm. So in 2025-26, with all the players, the 2006 being the 19-year-old, and we all know that they are going to need a goaltender because Gravel is 19 right now. So he's not going to be there at that time. So I expect Armada trying to move for a goaltender that is going to be there for uh, at their prime. Are they going to look for a a good 17-year-old or uh, just wait? And maybe grab an overager uh, that time, so it's possible that they do this, but it's hard to know. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> the goaltender is a weird story this year. Just there, there's not a, a lot of big names, uh, and uh, it's hard to predict what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, another player that's uh, that's gonna fit into that age group uh, really well is uh, you know Zach Wheeler, who's of course uh, from here yeah. in, in Moncton. Uh, how was he at training camp, and how is he? Uh, how has he looked so far this year? Uh, if I can sit, uh, not not sit, uh, <laughs> a quote. Sorry, mm-hmm. in, in in English, it's quote. If I can quote the the GM after training camp, he told me it was the biggest surprise of the camp. So, uh, as I can uh, understand, it's just. He had not a lot of things to prove again in the with the Mountain Flyers. Yeah. So the, the, I think the, with the the season that he had last year, he had a rough second half. But uh, if I if I remember, and um, just 
he played a lot of hockey last year and he, the next step was this one yeah the great cam he's not the flashiest guy on on the ice but he do he does all the small things right he's a big buddy he, he does well around the boards and whoever he plays with makes the players better we uh, we see him he has moved up and down in the lineup second third fourth line already he had a, a, a few great games uh, still waiting for his first goal but he had a lot of, of good chances but uh, he's going to be good he's going to be good but only thing we we could not forget it just because he, he's always be under the radar uh if I talk about Matteo Nobert and Xavier Villeneuve. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's great for him that he, he's not the, the top three player taken in the draft and they, he's just a right fit in the team. So I guess the, the last one for me there, uh, you guys got off to a four and one start and then scheduler doesn't do any, give you any help and you end up coming back, I think four and four now. Um, how's the appetite of the fans coming off a of training camp with a younger team? Um, going into this season, what's just kind of the expectations of the fans there? I think everybody now understand the plan. What's the plan? So around here, uh, it's hard sometimes to understand how junior hockey works because we have the Montreal Canadiens right. not that far. We have the Laval Rocket ten minutes from from Blainville uh, from uh, from Beaubriand. So mm-hmm. it's just sometimes. It's hard from the for the fans to understand how it works. To have to trade the big players to to be better a few years from yeah. that. Yeah. But I think now the fans understand what 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 it needs to win uh, to to be better. And the team did the decisions like at the last uh, last uh, Christmas to build that acquired Justin Carbonneau. They had a few draft picks like for this year, last year's draft and just build around that. And the team is exciting this year. There's a lot of talent from myself. I watched this team from the time they arrived in Blainville. It's the, it's the most, the most talent that the, the roster has since the Armada is here mm-hmm. at a young mm-hmm. age. I, I know when Dubois was there, when Barry Boulet was there, when Alain, yeah, fine, but they were at maturity. But now at 16, 17, and 18 years old, those are those are good players who are just going to be better, better, better after each game. So I think there's a the fans just want to have good, exciting games, and it's been that so far this year. There are just two games out of eight in Blainville, and two great hockey games. The fans just if somebody exited the Sound Excellence Paul Rousseau with a bad mindset. They don't know how the how junior hockey works. Yeah, you got those fans not just in uh in Barbion, you got them fans everywhere. So um really yeah. appreciate you taking the time to uh to join us. Uh we'll try and have you on at the uh trade deadline shows and then yeah. uh we'll see if we can figure it out before Moncton goes to Blaineville after the trade deadline and see how things are lining up with uh with you guys and us as we get ready for uh, another game there in January with you. Does that work for you? Yeah, it's fine. Whenever you need, just uh, let me know. It will be my pleasure. Perfect. We will do that. Uh, again, thanks, Cedric, and you have a good night. Thank you. All right, well, I mean, we talk about them. We might as well do the weekly rewind, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, why not? 
Are we live? Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Weekly Rewind. We're live. I did not see that one coming. All right, we're live, folks. We're back, and uh, welcome back to the show. <laughs> that is usually one of the situations where I tell them what we're going to do, and then I hit the button. This time... I saw him look at his computer. I was like, oh, he's got his earphones on. He's ready to go. I'll just hit the button and away we go. <laughs> sometimes you don't know what's happening on the podcast. No, but sometimes those make for the best bloopers that, uh, that we'll show. So the Wildcats go 2-1 and one over the weekend, uh, bringing the record to 5-2 and two on the season. Uh, faced another tough test in Victo. They lost 5-3, and then they went back-to-back. Back. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, they go back-to-back back with wins over St. John 4-2 and Blainville 6-4. Going back to the... Victo game. Um, I mean, they started well. It was tied after two. Um, or they had the lead two to one after one. And then Victo just kind of took over a little bit, scoring four uh, it straight. It was Victo that took over. It was the, ten- the bad tendencies from last year rolling over to yeah. this year. Which allowed Victo to take over. Yes. Um, Ironically, the day after the game, I went to Superstore. And guess what I bought? Turnovers. Turnovers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a theme theme early on delicious um, apple turnovers john john being back gave them obviously a bit of a boost and, yeah. um a couple two, goals and his... yeah a nice one right off the right off the draw um what was his other one i think that was probably on a turnover probably on a, yeah. i think so yeah <laughs> i'm trying to remember i know tommy cormier one was was one um just too many the, and in mm. the second period it's it's a situation where he they couldn't get the puck out, ended up in the back of the net. Yeah. And it was one of those things where, like you said, it reared its ugly head. Um, but they kind of expected that. They were playing against a tough team in Victo, just like they played in Halifax. Mm-hmm. They responded the way they wanted to. And, you know, like Heptich said when I talked to him, they had some spurts in both those games against Halifax and Victo. They just yep. couldn't put it all together. Yeah. That's what you need. Like it's, you know, I, I think aside from. I don't think we've seen a full 60-minute effort except for game one against Cape Breton. Right? Yep. Everything, uh, even winning 9-1 in Cape Breton. They took it, their foot off the gas. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that great of an effort. No. You know, there was still there were still obvious uh, mistakes in their own end, and, and, and there still is. It's, you know, I'm, I was sitting at home on, on Sunday, you know, waiting for my my Thanksgiving to be ready and even eating Thanksgiving. And I was taking a drink every time there was a turnover and I had a pretty good buzz on, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was, I was, uh, in one yeah. as the, uh, what's well, and, his, Ryan Whitney says. Yeah. And as you say that, like, I remember after the nine, one victory, when we were talking to Trenholm and Richie yeah. was like, yeah, we didn't play well. I'm like, you didn't play well. It was nine to one mm-hmm. too many turnovers. And that's yeah. been, that's been the thing. Like they, they need to find that game from, Cape Breton, where they gave up 16 shots because yeah. that was their best defensive effort. Yep. And it's been 100%. It, I don't want to say it's been downhill since then because they've had spurts where they've played really well in the defensive end. Mm-hmm. But that was 60 minutes of defensive hockey with 16 shots. And that's, yep. they haven't had that in a while. Um, good to see Carrier finally get on the board. Yeah. And yeah. at home, I don't know what happened that to him. That actually counted as his goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's better that whatever. it's at home than it counts. Yeah. Um, but again, just to, you look at that. When he scored it, he was up with Mercier and he was. Uh, I was uh, going to bring that up. Yeah. Yep. Um, there was. I'm not sure if it was planned that way, but it was Carrier, 
it was Denoyer between Carrier and Mercier. And I call it the A-line because all their names end with A. And I have never seen... People are probably like, that's not how they're spelled, but... E-R or yeah. E-R-S. Yeah. No, I know. Just people are Denoyer, like, Carrier, Mercier. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the A-line. Yeah. Um, that, there was a, a shift, I think, was it early? I said it to you, was... Was it late? It was early in the first, wasn't it? Early in the second. No, because no, I only first, yeah, yeah, yeah early first. in the first because there was a shift early in the first where they were on the ice together and they damn near got a score, damn near got a, a, a goal. It was that close. Yeah. And then I think the next time they are out together, they damn they got a goal. Yeah. Right. So I think those are three players. I understand Trenum needing to be with. You know, some of these young guys to, I don't want to call them protect them, but more be a leader. Yeah. But those three, I think you need to find an opportunity to get them three together on the ice. Because it was, the flash was there. Like, I saw, I saw it. The light bulb was going off yeah. here. Now, was the light bulb going off in the coaching staff's head? That's that's a different story because we didn't see them together on Sunday. Yeah, Carrier because Carrier's hurt. Yeah, so but I don't even know if you have to put that as your lineup, like put them as a line together to start the game. Like I think right now that's something you just when you need a little bit of a spark, mm-hmm. you put that line together in maybe for the second period. Yeah. See if things go. Like I'm surprised we haven't seen after the Halifax loss, after the Victor loss, we didn't see lines being jumbled, which Dan mm-hmm. likes to do. To try and find a spark in that St. John game, he kind yeah. of stuck with what he had. Mm-hmm. And you're right; uh, it's, it seems that things have been pretty consistent across the board when it comes to lines. It's you know you've you've with Gabe Smith's injury and now Carrier's injury, you're seeing you know Deloria get in the lineup. Yeah, and lost his goal game average though. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> unfortunate. That was that was a record that I was hoping would uh, would stay alive, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, no, that's. Uh, that's what Trenholm you, moved up. Trenholm moved up. It's but, man, I just get, I I keep going back to that line. I I, got, I need to see more of it. Yeah, and it's it was almost instant chemistry. You know, like it's as if they had been playing forever for a very long time because they knew where each other was. So it's it's something that um, I think needs to be looked at yeah you know just uh again if it's not a not a spark just to get something going mm-hmm. you know it, it, it that's yeah and you, i mean you don't need the protectors anymore no, you don't you, guys aren't fighting uh, i mean there's been a couple in other games but mm-hmm. i mean like i like i said to you guys before we talked to cedric i mean Samson hammers Anson and nobody comes to even talk to him. Like that's just the, that's just the game we are. So mm-hmm. to have Trenholm with Carrier and then to have Trenholm play with Denway, I understand it. You're especially for a faceoff guy, like Trenholm is a pretty good faceoff guy. Mm-hmm. So to have him up there with, with Denway, I understand it, but yeah, I, at some point you got to put that, uh, put that line together. And then Saturday in St. John, uh, I think we found a backup goaltender. <laughs> uh, I, I think I, St. John found a starting goaltender. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The Wildcats get a 4-2 uh, victory over St. John. Um, it could have been 3-1, 4-1 early in the after the first period, or in, early into the second. They hit three posts. I think Collard hit one. Uh, Mercier hit one, and somebody else hit one. Mueller, I think it was on the two on Mueller one. yeah. Um, and then OJ goes 
bar in this time. It finally worked out for us. But, I mean, the highlight of that one was Keegan Warren. Um, just composed from start to yeah. finish. And yeah. um, I think him going to junior A last year um, really helped his development. And, you know, you look at young goaltenders and, you know, I've said it a few times on this show, you get loud in, in the net and mm-hmm. you're moving and doing all this stuff. And he's quiet. He's composed. He, he made the saves he needed to make when things broke down. He was right there. I think he had one where he kind of a little bit of miscommunication behind the net, which is going to happen when you're not playing all the time. But, um, I mean, I, <laughs> I was quite worried cause I had put the request in to talk to him after the game. And I was like, I don't want to talk to him if they lose. And then it was two, two for the longest time. And I'm like, please don't go to overtime and lose. Yeah. Cause I don't want that. But I mean, then eventually the game just kind of the Wildcats again, turnovers, Kalard had turnover. OJ had a turnover goal that worked for us. Kalard had a turnover. Yeah. Uh, or Lounsberg had the turnover to Kalard. So it's um, it's not always going to be our turnovers, no. but there's there's enough uh, veterans on this team that you know this stuff shouldn't be happening. Yeah. But we're also capitalizing yeah. when when it's our opportunity. And yeah, I, I was sitting there watching that game like worried sick i was like they're gonna lose this somehow because yeah. that goalie in st john is gonna steal it the way he's yeah. playing right now and then it was lucky i guess a lucky bounce it was you know clared on the winning goal <laughs> didn't even get all of it i think he just swiped at it <laughs> yeah you know and, yeah. and i at first i thought i went off a skate and they were gonna call it back but then i saw the replay and I was like, okay this one's gonna count and then somehow that empty net goal i don't know how some backhands it and it goes all the way down the ice. Didn't I didn't. It? I didn't even see it till it. Like I didn't see it bank off until Marty said one of the weirder goals you've ever seen. Yeah. And I tried to look at the highlight, but by the time I looked at the highlight, they were only showing the puck travel in the net. So I don't even know where he shot it at. I also think that cameraman in St. John needs to be fired. <laughs> yeah. Like he's a terrible cameraman. Yeah. I don't know who's sorry, camera operator. You know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll be yeah, yeah, yeah. more professional here. But man, like I don't know who's working that thing, but. Man, terrible. Like, the worst operator of a video recording device <laughs> I have ever seen in my entire life. I was yeah. so mad. I could... It was like... It, it, it's... it's The Moncton's got, like, a power play. And all of a sudden, the camera shot is the, is the Moncton goalie. Keegan Warren just watching the play. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? And it's, it's like Monkton's got possession in, in the St. John zone, working a power play, and all of a sudden the camera switches to a shot overhead of Keegan Warren just standing there. It's and, hitting the wrong button. Oh, I'm like, who is working that? Like, even the I should even in Moncton, it happened a couple of times on Sunday where yeah. the play was going on, and all of a sudden a graphic, a graphic popped up on the screen. Yeah, it, yeah, it popped but up on the the St. John too. The, the St. John camera operator. They need to figure it out because, I mean, that's a dump. Yeah. Uh, Lever, 41 shots, 54 shots, 18 shots, mm. 43, 33. Like, he's yeah. he's getting a lot of shots and he's... That's a lot of rubber. Yeah, he's playing he's playing quite well. We talked about the Carrier playing up in the, uh, in the game against Victo. I did notice in the game against St. John, they moved some defensive pairings around. So then Morana Plondowski, Butan and Zielinski... Forty John Drona Grenier, mm-hmm. and it seems like when they get into a bit of a situation, 
Moran's with Grenier. Pondowski's with uh, Forte John John. Bhutan and Selinski are staying together. Just leave it. They went back to it again on Sunday against Blainville um, after the first uh, turnover that resulted in a goal. They went right back to that shift. Just leave it. Yep. Let those guys play together. Let Moran and Grenier play together. They've had success when they play together. Grenier mm-hmm. plays much better when he's with Moran. Forte Jondron just settles down when he's got that older veteran on his on his wing. And and you saw it with Hamel and ISNs in his first year when yeah. Frankie came up. He was kind of I don't remember if he played with Hamel right away, but then we acquired Hamel and he played with him every game. They started every game. And that's why ISNs is one of the better defensemen in the league because mm-hmm. he had that consistency to grow with mm-hmm. with a good defenseman beside him. Yeah. No, you're right. And it's uh there's it's 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 still a work in pro in process. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. work in progress or whatever, but um no, there's you know, there's things that still need to be worked on and uh there's there's you know it's these mistakes and stuff you know maybe it might not cost you you know in a game against st john or a game against bathurst or you know no offense to them but you know i think people know where i'm coming from but in a game against victoriaville or in a game against drummondville it's coming up on thursday these are teams that will capitalize on mistakes and i think it happened against Victoriaville. It was turnovers were the key part. And if they can play a decent game defensively against Drummondville, I think they've got a chance. But other than that, it, like they need to figure it out. Yeah. And like, you know, we just talked to Cedric on, on Blainville and mm-hmm. had the team that was playing three and three or four and set five or whatever it was, four and six, they jumped on them early, got up four one. And then they start taking their. The second four period was one of the most boring periods of hockey I've watched. But the third period, credit to the Armada, yep. they came out guns blazing, and Moncton couldn't get it going quick enough. Yep. And they're lucky they were playing against the Armada and had a four-one cushion mm-hmm. because they only had six shots in the third period because they couldn't ramp it up. And on two of those shots, one was an empty net goal and one was a goal by Loshing. Yep. Like you can't take your foot off the gas on these teams that play three and three because they're going to get a rest in an intermission and they're going to want to come out. And catch you doing that, and mm-hmm. Moncton almost got caught doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. There's tendencies that are that are rolling over from last year that that need to be addressed. And there's, you know, there's still some defensemen that are making mistakes that, you know, you'd think they'd make as rookies, but they're it's their second and third years in the league, and they're you're still doing this, mm-hmm. you know, this stupid stuff, and uh, it's it's come back to haunt them, and it probably will continue to come back and haunt them if they. Don't uh, settle down and and you know take that extra half a, if, even if it takes an extra half a second you know before a decision is made take that extra half a second if you've got the time take the time yeah. you know it's if you're if you're if you feel the pressure and your partner's not yelling at you you know whip it around or banking off the glass yeah. or whatever that's a communication problem. And that's uh, again, if it's a communication problem, problem that's again something that needs to be addressed. Like there's, there's, this team can be very good, but the little things are are bothering me right now. Well, they're beating themselves. Yeah, they're beating themselves, and 
you know, things that crept into last year. I did some research for you, Jeremy. Would you like some numbers? I love, I love, I like numbers. I went back on the past five seasons, not mm-hmm. including 2020, in the first seven games to look at the power play that has not been very powerful. In 2018, they were 27%. They were four and three after seven games. They were 27% on the power play, 90% on the PK. 2019, they were five and two, which they are right now. They were 36% on the power play. Four for 27 on the PK, 85%. 2021, they were 14% on the power play. Four for 27. They were four and three um, after seven games. 73% PK. So both special teams were terrible. Mm -hmm. Last year, somehow miraculously, after seven games, they were 20%, seven to 33, and then it went all downhill from there. Um, PK was 81%. They were four and three. This year, five and two, fourteen point three percent. They're two for fourteen on the power play. The PK is at ninety percent. PK is keeping them in hockey games. What are we doing? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? And and you talked about it. I, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before that. Loshing needs to fake a shot. Yep. Loshing needs to move around. They need to scheme Loshing to move around to be on the other side behind the net, sneaking through the middle. And then come back. He parks and he waits. Yep. And yeah, that worked in 2018 and 2019 with McKenna in his office. Mm-hmm. But McKenna put the puck in the net. Yeah. And and Loshing, for as good as he is, he's got one power play goal on the season. He's got a point in every game. We'll talk about him in a little bit. He's got a point in every game. But he's only got one power play goal because they're going to the same thing. They're looking for the same player on the same side. And like I said on one of the post-game shows. Here's how this is going to go. Guy wins face-off, back to Moran. Moran goes to the, his left, gets it back. Moran goes to Moran, or to Loshing. Shot. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe scheme up the A-line on the second power play for some juice. But yep. you you have to move Loshing around. He's, he's too, whatever the word is. They figured it out, and they put him over there. And when it works, it's going to be great because it's a piss missile into the top corner. But when it doesn't, we're at 14%. Luckily, we're 5-2, and two, but that's going to come back to haunt us against the Drummondvilles, the Victoriavilles, the Halifaxes. The times when you need a power play goal, and it was, it was yesterday. They had a power play down. Uh, they were up 4-2. Could have put, their, could have put, put it to rest. Everybody's excited. They get the 50-50. They go home. But their power play was absolutely dismal. I think Blainville had like three shorthanded chances. Mm-hmm. Swan ends up getting it, or somebody ends up getting a, a close chance. Moranis to take him down, and Blainville gets a goal just as the power play expires. And now it's four to three, and everybody kind of tenses up, like, "Oh my goodness, the Armada are going to come back on this thing." Luckily, Lotion gets a breakaway, makes it makes the W. But special teams is something that can get your team going and the PK has done its part. This power play needs to be a bone of contention in practice. And I don't know what Kelly Tessier's job is because he's not generally on the bench, um, but somebody needs to work with the power plays. And if it's taking lotion off the first one to put them on the second one, do it. If it's scheming them on the other side, do it. Like something needs to change because you can't keep rolling out a 14% power play with this, with this group yep, or a power play all year that they had last year, that how many times did I come on here and say the power play is this mm-hmm. or that or this or that? 
needs to be addressed. RFN. Yeah. I, just, I, I have nothing else to say. I mean, that's... You pretty much took the words right out of my mouth. Perfect. I like doing that. Um, so, yeah, like you said, Drummondville comes in today or tomorrow. That'll be a good one. It Number one team be. in the Western Conference. Should be, yeah. They made, some, um, they made then, some deals, made some trades. Yeah. Got some players back that uh, didn't have in their lineup last year when Drummondville was in town. So. Is Lammer back? Who is it? Lammer? Is he back or is he still Should, in... Well, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really been. Still in That's what I mean. Like I haven't, <laughs> I haven't paid attention to any of the Quebec teams. So it's, I haven't watched a single Quebec team yet this year, unless they were in Moncton. So it's, I haven't either. But I haven't heard like we've been paying attention to guys coming back. I don't think he is because nothing. I haven't heard his name or anything like that. No, I mean they're still a pretty good team without him. But obviously Justin Cote is there and uh, Pedal and uh, Pedal. what's the other guy's name? Ethan Gauthier that they got this year. Uh, yeah, so this is, again, a team that if you make mistakes, they're going to score goals and capitalize on it. And so you need to make sure that you're maybe calm, 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 calm things down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you need to calm down. Like, you're being too loud, you know? He, he's like, back. He's played three games. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's going to be... Uh, You'll notice him out there. He's about eight foot four. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> big boy. Yeah, and then back to back they got the Islanders, Bathurst again. Keegan Warren's playing one of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe two. No. Depends no. on who plays. I, I don't think he'll play in Charlottetown. I think he'll play in Bathurst at home. Yeah, that's home start. likely. Yeah, that's 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 a good uh, a good argument. I can uh, I probably agree with you that one. Give him a home start. Yeah. Get him. Let, uh, his, let his dad get here. <laughs> yeah, Morgan. Yeah. I, I should start wearing his dad's jersey. I got, my, I got his dad's jersey at home. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I was... No. You went from 13 to 9. <laughs> I think I was probably 13 or 14 yeah. when, his dad, when his dad played here, yeah. I had a Warren Warren number 2 jersey. It was nice. Signed by all the guys. And, really? Yeah. Somewheres. <laughs> Somewheres? Yeah, somewheres. Well, guess what your job is? It won't fit me. <laughs> Well, you can bring it and wear it on the show next week. Oh, yeah. Uh, that sounds fun, eh? Yeah. yeah. Well, All right. You ready for everyone's... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to find it. Yeah. Hey, Keegan, why didn't you wear number two? Because I wasn't allowed. It's not a goalie's number. I literally, Every number is a goalie's <laughs> number. I literally, on the drive home, went, oh, why didn't I ask him about putting on the jersey that his dad put on? And then the Wildcats come out with the thing on the recap. Yeah. And they literally asked him. I was like... Dang it! I mean, I don't want to steal all their questions. But, mm-hmm. um, I th- I think this weekend, this sl- slate of games, will most likely be what we just saw. Tough one against Drummondville, where if they beat themselves, they'll take an L, and then they'll go on the weekend and get two, and then get both weekend games. They'll probably get uh, just like the St. John game. Charlottetown's got that Ontario free agent yeah. goalie. Probably seal the show. And, and then slightly here. win. Yeah. And then slightly win against Bathurst because <laughs> they'll give up in the third period. Yeah. 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 Good times. Good times. But uh, hopefully they go 3 0 and we get to come and talk about all positives next week. Mm. Go 3 0, all positives, nothing negative. And uh, they're going to score three power play goals this weekend. All right. Everyone's favorite part of the show Eric Murray, realtor, buy a house from him, stick tap of the week. So I don't do this very often, but uh, on Saturday... I do it every the... week. What? 
Oh, wait. Okay. Wait. What? You said I don't do this very often. Oh, yeah, you said yeah. you do it every week. Yeah. So I don't do this very often. <laughs> but uh, I went to the farmer's market right. on Saturday morning. Uh, I'm usually, you know, the Moncton farmer's market. You'll go around and you're done in like 15 minutes. Because there's not not much there. There's you know there's some good there's some decent stuff. Well, let me tell you something. I then went to the Dieppe Farmers Market, and I've never been to the Dieppe Farmers Market before. This was my first time. Really? Saturday morning was my first time at the Dieppe Farmers Market. Huh. Let me tell you, folks. This place is a thousand times better than Moncton. The food choices are so much better. Just the whole size of it is yeah. a thousand times bigger there's an upstairs that i didn't know about and my uncle works there there's an upstairs at the Dieppe farmer's market it's like a restaurant it's like a little i don't think i've ever been i've been to the Dieppe farmer's market but i've never been upstairs yeah, there's like a little cafe like a huh thing upstairs all right so and my uncle works there my uncle's the woodman nice so he has if you go like in the far right corner, yep. there's a bunch of like wood um, signs, signs, projects. Oh, I bought, I bought uh, earrings from there for Layla. Did you? I think so. Little, little tiny earrings. Oh, yeah. That's my uncle. Uh, yeah, but this place is, I couldn't believe it. Just this, the smell, the size, the everything. There was so much, the selection of meat. You go to the Moncton Farmer's Market, there's like one meat guy. But they go to Dieppe, it's like every second booth is a meat market. It's like Mujo meat market, this guy's meat market, this guy's vegetables, fruits and vegetables, and this and that. And I'm like, holy cannoli. <laughs> and they've got cannolis. Yeah. They got the holy cannoli. Yeah. And I, I was I was amazed. I was found a parking spot right outside. I was like, this place is great. Yeah. I'm not walking forever. Uh I was yeah, Dieppe Farmers Market. I was very surprised. I should go there more often. And so should you. Because the woodman needs your business. Because keep it in the, the family. Stick tap of the, week. <laughs> the stick tap of the week. Sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the oh, Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. That brings us to the Rosemary Lynn Massage Wildcast Wildcat of the Week. Do uh, you need a luxury pedicure? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. Uh, they've added uh, features of a sugar scrub, a path and wax treatment, and hot stones. Give them a call at 506-83. I have no idea what those do, but give them a call at 830-1224 or visit them at 1224 Mountain Road. Um, this guy, we mentioned him a little bit earlier. He's on fire. Um, Three-game goal streak, a seven-game point streak. She scored a goal in every game this week. Um, this week alone, he had four goals in the three games, including, like I said, kind of an important one um, against the Armada just as they were coming and we needed to flip the momentum. He got it on the breakaway. Um, he is finding some chemistry uh, with the sump pump and mm. feeling 22. That is a that is a really good line we got going on that top line. So your Wildcast Wildcat of the week is your captain, number 28, Yohan Loshing. And that'll do it for the episode presented by Alpha's Appliance Solutions. Remember, they've got the KitchenAid cooking savings event. Instant savings on any qualified KitchenAid major appliances. Buy three, 300, four, 400, five, 500. 
That'll do it. The Volts are in town tomorrow night. Sunday fun day against Bathurst. Other than that, for Jeremy, I'm Adam. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.